section ninety four of the united states this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world's story volume twelve the united states edited by eva march tappan section ninety four the first salute to the flag seventeen seventy eight by sarah orne jewett in midwinter something happened that lifted every true heart on board there had been dull and dreary weeks on board the ranger with plots for desertion among the crew and a general look of surliness and reproach on all faces the captain was eagerly impatient in sending his messengers to nantes when the paris post might be expected and was ever disappointed at their return the discipline of the ship became more strict than before now that there was little else to command or insist upon the officers grew tired of one another's company and kept to their own quarters or passed each other without speaking it was easy indeed to be displeased with such a situation and to fret at such an apparently needless loss of time even if there were nothing else to fret about at last there was some comfort in leaving nantes and making even so short a voyage as to the neighbouring port of l'orient where the ranger was overhauled and refitted for sea yet even here the men grumbled at their temporary discomforts and above all regretted nantes where they could amuse themselves better ashore it was a hard stormy winter but there were plenty of rich english ships almost within hand's reach nobody could well understand why they had done nothing while such easy prey came and went in those waters from bordeaux and the coast of spain even from nantes itself on a certain friday orders were given to set sail and the ranger made her way along the coast to quiberon and anchored there at sunset before the bay's entrance facing the great curve of the shores she had much shipping for company farther in there lay a fine show of french frigates with a convoy and four ships of the line the captain scanned these through his glass and welcomed a great opportunity he had come upon a division of the french navy and one of the frigates flew the flag of a rear admiral la motte piquet the wind had not fallen at sundown all night the ranger tossed about and tugged at her anchor chains as if she were impatient to continue her adventures like the men between her sides all the next day she rode uneasily and clapped her sailcloth and thrummed her rigging in the squally winter blast until the sea grew quieter toward sundown then captain paul jones sent a boat to the king's fleet to carry a letter the boat was long gone the distance was little but difficult in such a sea yet some of the boats of the country came out in hope of trading with the ranger's men the poor peasants would venture anything and a strange-looking swarthy little man who got aboard nobody knew how suddenly approached the captain where he stood ablaze with impatience on the quarter at his first word paul jones burst with startling readiness into spanish invective and then with a look of pity at the man's poverty of dress in that icy weather took a bit of gold from his pocket barcelona said he i have had good days in barcelona myself and bade the spaniard be gone 
then he called him back and asked a few questions and summoning a quartermaster gave orders that he should take the sailor's poor gear and give him a warm coat and cap from the slop chests he has lost his ship and got stranded here said the captain with compassion and then turned again to watch for the boat you may roll the coat and cap into a bundle they are quaint fashioned things he added carelessly as the quartermaster went away the bay was now alive with small breton traders and at a short distance away there was a droll little potato fleet making hopefully for the ranger the headmost boat however was the ranger's own with an answer to the captain's letter he gave an anxious sigh and laid down his glass he had sent to say frankly to the rear admiral that he flew the new american flag and that no foreign power had yet saluted it and to ask if his own salute to the royal navy of france would be properly returned it was already in the last fluster of the february wind and the sea was going down there was no time to be lost he broke the great seal of his answer with a trembling hand and at the first glance pressed the letter to his breast the french frigates were a little apart from their convoy and rolled sullenly in a solemn company their tall masts swaying like timekeepers against the pale winter sky the low land lay behind them its line broken here and there by strange mounds and by ancient altars of the druids like clumsy heavy-legged beasts standing against the winter sunset the captain gave orders to hoist the anchor nobody knew why and to spread the sails when it was no time to put to sea he stood like a king until all was done and then passed the word for his gunners to be ready and steered straight in toward the french fleet they all understood now the little ranger ran slowly between the frowning ships looking as warlike as they her men swarmed like bees into the rigging her colours ran up to salute the flag of his most christian majesty of france and she fired one by one her salute of thirteen guns there was a moment of suspense the wind was very light now the powder smoke drifted away and the flapping sails sounded loud overhead would the admiral answer or would he treat this bold challenge like a handkerchief waved at him from a pleasure boat some of the officers on the ranger looked incredulous but paul jones still held his letter in his hand there was a puff of white smoke and the great guns of the french flagship began to shake the air one two three four five six seven eight nine and then were still save for their echoes from the low hills about karnak and the great druid mount of st michael gardiner you may tell the men that this was the salute of the king of france to our republic and the first high honour to our colours said the captain proudly to his steersmen but they were all huzzaing now along the rangers decks that little ship whose name shall never be forgotten while her country lives we hardly know what this day means gentlemen he said soberly to his officers who came about him i believe that we are at the christening of the greatest nation that was ever born into the world he lifted his hat and stood looking up at the flag End of section ninety four